Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tarot Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with the other Hi. host, Ashley. And I'd like to... Hi, Ashley. I'd like to open the show with a quote from Carl Jung, and it says, Really, the origin of our pack of cards, in which the red and black symbolize the opposites in the division of the four clubs, spades, diamonds, and hearts, also belongs to the individual symbolism. The cards, said Jung, combine in certain ways and the different combinations correspond to the playful development of mankind. This is, too, how the tarot works with the added dimensions of symbols or pictures of symbolical situations. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our brand new podcast. I'm very excited. And we're going to talk about the tarot. And uh, I think what I'm going to do is turn it over to my co-host, Ashley, who has made a lovely outline of what we're going to do here today. So I figured I'd open the show and then turn it over to her. So, Ashley, talk to us. But do you know what might be really nice, actually, if we had a second to just kind of dissect that quote? Yeah, sure. I mean, if this is going to be our first episode, it'd be nice to kind of talk about what is that quote mean um what i heard the word i like the most was playful because i think that that's kind of a misconception with the tarot is that it's like very dangerous that's honestly a word i hear a lot about it or very serious and you know it is what you make of it so i'm hoping that this is going to be very playful and not you know gloom and doom yeah (laughs) which i know is what you might want (laughs) no no that's actually a great point because a lot of people when you say tarot and i find that myself included um, when I used to think about tarot, I would either think evil, as you said, or or just, you know, like charlatans. And the evil aspect of it, I believe, comes from a lot of the religious upbringing that I've received. And when I look at it further, it seems to me that um, religion, if you look back far enough, it's it's kind of like it was a system of control. And the tarot is more of a way for individuals to help themselves and not have to rely on a larger body. So I could see how religion wouldn't want that to happen. They would want people to rely on them. So I could see why they would demonize it. So, you know, that's, that's a great point. Playful is a very good, very good word. I like how you picked that out. I think it's just what, you know, what you make of it. And um, I've been talking to a lot of people at work about doing tarot readings, and they're all so worried that something's bad's going to happen to them if we, you know, if I do a reading for them or if they get a card that they think is a bad card. Um, and I think that there's that misconception. But if you go back historically, I believe that the Catholics at one point did use tarot cards. And even further back, so did the Jews. Yes, yeah. Um, if you go back far enough, it all it all corresponds with uh, Kabbalism. Well, it's you know that's what people believe. It 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 has to do with numerology and astrology and tarot, and use them together as a divination tool to help you in life, and not anything mystical or anything um, metaphysical or not anything like um, supernatural. That's the word I'm looking for. It's more about just getting to know yourself. So yeah, I I think. I'm glad you stopped to uh, to go over that quote. Is there anything else that stuck out to you about it? Um, I think I think that's it. But that's honestly a great way to go into my next bullet point here on my podcast of like why are we doing this? 
you know, what, it, what do we hope to accomplish? What do we want to be talking about? Um, and I hope that we can kind of clear up some misconceptions and people can use this as a reference um, and maybe debunk some myths. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always had a passion for history. Um, I love going into to symbolism and numerology, astrology, all of those things. That was my first tattoo was my star sign. Um, so I am super excited to get started. Great. Um, well, I think part of the reason that I wanted to do this was I found a tool to help myself and I could see how other people could help themselves with this. Because every card really has something. You could just randomly pull a card out of the deck if you're having any kind of issue and look at the strengths and weaknesses of it. And then you can compare it to yourself and you can use it to help yourself in that way. So I just want to share that with more people. Excuse me. And then with the symbolism, too, it goes back so far. It's very interesting. So I'd like to get really wanted to highlight that as well. What's in it for you? I think there should be a disclaimer here, though, like disclaimer, we are not trying to change people's lives and make them join a cult or anything like that. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's more about self-reflection for me, right? And then just kind of noticing patterns. I always, when I talk about history, I say it's a series of patterns, but that's honestly even in your own life. So kind of being able to observe those patterns and see like, why do these things keep coming up? Or even your own initial reaction to something, that's a pattern, right? Um, I consistently feel this way when I see this. I think that's, that's worthy of being observed and noted. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the cards that we chose to talk about that actually highlight some of that. So All right, so yes, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to pick out two cards, and we're going to talk about um, initial thoughts when you look at the cards, uh, preconceived definitions or preconceived notions when people think about these cards, what do they normally think about, are they perceived as good or bad, um, and why. And then let's go actually into the definition in meetings, in uh, general readings, in romantic relationship-focused readings, in work career focus readings. Then let's talk about the symbolism on the card itself. So we can kind of dissect those images. So we'll do each one, um, start off with one, and then we'll do all of those things and we'll go to the next one. Great. Does that sound, does that sound like too much? Or we no, that sounds Okay, wonderful. good. <laughs> all right, so the first card we're going to start off with is the lovers. The lovers. All right, and I'm looking at the... Um... The Rider Weight deck. That's the one I'm using as well. Okay, and then I also have the Thoth deck, the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck, so I can make a couple comparisons. And if you're listening along, what I'm going to do is put pictures of these cards up on our Instagram. So you can go to our Instagram and look at the cards, the pictures, and listen as you go along. Or you could just Google them if you want. They'll come up. It's uh, it's really easy. And our Instagram is tarot, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, the number two. Tarot Bowl 2. All right, so... (laughs) All right, so let's talk about initial thoughts um, when you look at the card. So if I'm looking at the lovers, it seems very bright. You know, it has my power color at the top, which is yellow, um, which I see like a sun. My initial thoughts are, if I'm thinking the lovers, it looks like Adam and Eve. I would perceive that to be something good, I guess. Yeah, um, upon when you first look at it, it does look like a very positive card. That's exactly what I think. Adam and Eve, you see the snake in the background. There's the angel, or is it God, or what is it? And then the sun, like you said. And in the background, um, 
there's the mountain and they're just kind of hanging out in the in the meadow. And there's like a perfect blue sky, not yeah. really a ton of clouds, not a storm. The only cloud is s- surrounding this, you know, angelic figure in the center. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, preconceived definitions or notions. So when I was doing readings for some of my friends, so many of them wanted to focus on relationships. Surprise, surprise. And um, (laughs) they always wanted this card because they thought that that meant, like, I'm going to find my soulmate. Because if you're looking at this card, if they're a boy or a girl, it's like, oh, there's the counterpart. Not saying that you couldn't have two men or two women, but let's talk about when this was historically created. That would not have been the case. Um, So there's two people there in a couple. Again, you could also have a thruple. I'm just saying. But in this card, there's two people. They define this card as being the definition of a relationship. Mm, Yes. So exactly. I feel that most people that I talk to as well um, view this as a very positive card. And they are looking for relationship advice. And um, I always try to tell them that really you have to focus on yourself if you want to be in this picture because i've had this card come out for somebody and it's it's kind of what they're looking for and i said if you want this you know you have to to focus on yourself first you can't find somebody else that's gonna fix you you know that's i think that's a big part of it but yeah no that's exactly what people think um they think this is a really good card this is the card they want they're like we're gonna fall in love i'm gonna find my other half i'm like there's no heart anywhere in this card but okay Sure. Yeah. So what's next? (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's go actually, let's go do definition and meaning at the end. Let's do symbolism on the card next. Okay. So I have underneath symbolism, I have images or objects that are in the card, colors, and then possibly going and diving into historic meanings. Why was it created or drawn that way? Great. What's the first one that you, uh, that you noticed? Okay, so if I'm going to go with with images, I'm obviously going to gravitate towards the female figure. And behind her, I do see a tree with a serpent. And I it looks like fruit, so I'm going to assume that that is the tree of knowledge that would be present in your Catholic Christian creation story. It's actually um, this. So this is symbolized. This is the tree of life. And this is actually something I was just... Um, listening to today and they're talking about how that's the tree of life and then the one behind Adam is actually the tree of knowledge because it's knowing the difference between right and wrong and knowledge is on fire whereas life is blooming you know like there's fruit on that tree okay I could see that yeah and a lot of times what happens is in these stories of of in the bible there are you know allegedly there are amalgamations of older stories so sometimes the tree of life and the tree of knowledge get merged into one tree, you know, Mm -hmm. now it's just the tree, but what a tree really represents. If you look at it, it's not actually a tree at all. You get deeper into that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great though. I like how you went right to the tree in the female. (laughs) Well, I mean, I would. All right. So if we're saying that tree of knowledge is then on the male side, Mm-hmm. And tree of life on the female side. Yeah, so, because the female gives life. She life comes forth from the female. Ah, uh, yes, it um, does. Yes, whereas the the male and it's it's more of a female energy because you can you can have when they talk when they used to talk about female male, it's you more think of a yin and a yang, and it doesn't isn't supposed to represent 
an actual female, just the female energy. So men and women both have male and female energy in them or um, masculine and feminine traits in them. So it's not um, because obviously it takes the, the males to make the, the life as well, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not just, they're not just trying to say it's one or the other. They're just symbolizing this with a feminine energy. Okay. And so then why would you say that there's a snake there? Um, so the snake is, it goes back very far and it actually represents the female. It represents, originally represents the dragon, which is the female goddess, if you go back far enough. So any serpent that you see or alligator or dragon basically all goes back to the, um, to the female goddess. So that's why it's on that side. It's the feminine. How interesting. I would never have said that a snake would be feminine. Yeah. Well, see, that's another one of these um, kind of misconception. It depends on your view of Christianity. Obviously, it's hard to get into everything exactly, but I've heard it explained that some people who believe that, um, you know, if, if you look at how Christianity today is and how it was built, the Romans kind of had the councils of Nicaea and Trent and they took aspects of different paganism and stuff and, and put it in there and kind of created what we call the Catholic religion today. So it was easier for them to take what was around. And a lot of times these female goddesses were portrayed as riding snakes or on the snake. And now you see Mary, she's always stepping on the snake. And that was supposed to be, the story was supposed to be, you know, from... Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what it really, really, really is trying to show you is that it's the female goddess that rides the serpent. I, I'm just talking about the physicality of a snake. I would just assume masculine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how it, how it um, you know, but it could, like, it, it's it's really, like it's, it, like I said, it's really what you, what you look into it. It could be both aspects because it's not representing the female sex. It's just representing the feminine energy. All right, so then let's go to the the tree on the male side, and you think that those are flames. Yeah, that's supposed to represent. Now, this it's great that we're focusing on here, cause, and then I think what we should do here is talk about the other card, because the similarities here are striking in these two cards. Yes. The, the other card that we want to talk about is? Is the devil. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about some common misconceptions of the devil, and then we'll come back to the trees. Okay, perfect. Um, So when I had that come up in a reading for someone, they just immediately assumed that that meant that they were going to have some kind of, like, evil... uh, Something happened to them that was not going to be positive. Either they were going to have... Uh, do some kind of evil act, or they were going to be tempted by something, and... Basically, in a they felt like in a fight of good and evil, evil would win out, and they would be some kind of horrible human being. Um, that's the concept or the preconceived notions I've gotten when I've showed that card to people. Yeah, this and this is also that's I get that as well. And then also, this is one of the cards where people who are um, hardcore, either Christian or whatever it is, they look at this card and they say, "This is what proves it's evil." There's a pentagram. You know, there's a picture of the devil. What's going on with this? And even if we look at the colors, right? The color on this one is very dark. It's black. It's gray. It's not that vibrant and light and colorful um, Mm -hmm. color scheme that's on the lovers. And another um, another part of the symbolism, really, of this card is 
how you could see he's holding the torch on the rider weight deck in the double card. He's holding the torch in his left hand, and he's pointing it down. And that's symbolistic or symbolic of him putting out the flame or trying to extinguish the flame. Or he's holding that knowledge secret. That's another another part of it. So you're right. It's kind of a darkness. You know, he's he's holding the light behind there. He's hiding it. Everything's dark. And I think that this goes along with those preconceived notions of like this is an evil type of activity. Reading tarot cards, like, well, there's a devil card. And if that comes up, that's just showing you you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, exactly. All right. So what is um? What's All right. The so first you want symbol? Let's stick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so let's do, are we going to go back to the tree on the lover's card? Yeah, so what we can do is um if you look at the two the two humans or the two people who are, you know, they're supposed to represent people in each card, it looks like they're very similar and instead of having the trees of fruit or a fire behind them, they have tails. So yes. the female has the tail with the fruit and the male has the tail with the flames on it. So I think it's trying to tell us the same thing. It's just trying to represent that feminine and masculine energy of, and I, I believe what's going on with it is um, they're trying to let you know that you need to balance both of those energies. They're, they're shown as equals, but I know I like how in both cards, the male is actually looking at the female, but the female isn't looking at the male in either card. And one, she's looking up, and then the other one, she's looking out. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? I honestly, until you said that, I had not noticed it. But yeah. in both cards, he's like reaching for her, it looks like. Yeah, definitely. He's either reaching for her or looking at her and waiting for her. He's waiting for her um, guidance or her word or to see what she was going to say. Because in the in the story of the Bible, where it says that Eve made Adam eat the fruit, a lot of people interpret that as that the woman was actually the first one to give the knowledge to man to be sentient or to have uh self you know to con to, i guess to have consciousness or awareness so that like it's basically if you say the chicken or the egg it's the female or the male it's the female the feminine energy that brought life into the world which is not really that hard to imagine because females bring life into this world every day <laughs> you know what i mean right right <laughs> so i think that um sometimes like I said before, for one reason or another, there was a you know a good thing might have happened, and then some people took parts of that story to to rule over others, so they might things might change. That's just my opinion, though. All right, so now let's look. Let's focus on the um, central being figure on the lovers card that looks like an angel, but it could be God. Or some kind of divine force. Yes. And most people think that this is some kind of angel coming down from heaven to unite these lovers so they can live together in peace. Do you think there's any symbolism or, or merit in pointing out that the wings are red? Um, yes. The, the red wings... Go ahead. If I'm thinking about an angel... I do not think of red wings. That makes me think of like bloody wings. I would say that the wings would be white. Yes, yes. The um I think the red the red is actually the red wings are a representative of something, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Maybe it'll come back to me. But no, I, I like what you're saying. So it's not like an a perfect angel 
or it's not an angel with maybe good intentions. And then if we look at the the figure's head, I mean, it has a human face, but it doesn't have hair in the way that you would assume hair. It doesn't have hair that looks like the male or female hair. Yeah, it looks like it's something of the earth that's growing out. Like, so maybe it's some kind of spirit, like a wood elf or nymph. I thought like it looked kind of like a combination of leaves, the green leaves, mm-hmm. and then the red fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's a combination of the two. All right. I like um, that. Yeah, and then if I'm looking at the background, right, I have this huge sun, and the way that I interpreted that is to be like illumination and bringing light to a situation. So kind of putting it all out there for everyone to see. Yeah, I like that, definitely. Um and something I picked up on is that I don't think this angel or entity is actually here to unite these people. Because if you look at the way their hands are, it looks like they're coming down to cast them apart. He's kind of coming between them and, and casting them out and separating them. And what you were saying with the light and the knowledge, maybe that's exactly what happens or, or could happen to people that are lovers. So maybe they were lovers and then this light is coming down, you know, to shine down on them and, and show them what's really going on, casting them apart. Kind of like the the Garden of Eden, how the angel cast them out and then was was the barrier to the Garden of Eden. He, the angel became the barrier. Mm-hmm. So I think similar to that, it seems like this angel is coming down to to cast these two apart. So if you were to pick this card, let's say you picked it out in a general reading, how would you interpret this? Um, it really just depends on the situation of the card. There's a few different ways, but I guess I'll give you an example. Um, I would tell somebody depending on, so if somebody came to me, this, how I I think this would be the best way I can describe what it would mean for myself. How about that? Okay. Yep. Do it. So I think right now I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to, to get a better self-mastery in this card along that journey it's similar to if you look at card five which is the hierophant it has a lot of similarities too in the in the rider weight deck because there's two people that are bowing in front of this guy who looks like the pope and to me that card always represented trying to get yourself back into control to get under self-control it represents that you realize that there's a problem. So whatever is in life, say you have an addiction or if you have an unhealthy behavior, this is the card where you realize it and you make that choice to do it. And then the lovers, which is the next card, I think after you make that choice, you don't realize it until you get to this card, but things are going to change and there's going to be internal conflict inside. And this card for me would represent that conflict where two halves of me are in different directions, I feel different ways about things and I have to figure out a way to get myself back into control. And I think what I really like is if you follow the major arcana, it's kind of a path that leads you eventually to the devil. So you have six and then you have the devil's 15. But if you turn that around, so six, you show, it shows the one and the five because it's Roman numerals. And if you turn that around, the one and the five is a 15. So, it leads up to that, and it's a similar card, and I think the devil shows that finally that alignment. So you have to go through this journey as you go through all the next cards in the Major Arcana, and we'll talk about that later. We don't want to talk about that now. But as you get to number 15, 
you're in a place where you're actually able to harmonize these two. And that's what's showing the chains. So I think when we go back to the devil card, it shows these people in chains. And that's also another misconception because they say, oh, they're slaves. It looks like they're there. But if you look at the chains, they're not on tightly. So this is something that they're volunteering for. So they're working in harmony for this force is a way that I can look at it. So that's, that's kind of how I look at this. You would say that for you, uh, interpreting the lover's card would be more of a struggle. Yeah. Or like a divisiveness. Yeah. It's, it's realizing the problem and going at it. So whatever these energies are, you have to sort them out. So they're just splitting it up, you know, like before you were this one person that was doing, but you know, now that you got to fix yourself or whatever it is, you have to get rid of that negative, that, uh, that negativity. You have to split back up. So you're not whole again, if that makes sense. You know, okay. You got, until you can work through it and then get rid of the aspects and know yourself. And that's why I think I, this is about self-discovery. I just pulled this card the other day, and most of the focus of my daily readings is work-related um, or career-related. Mm-hmm. And I actually took it to mean the exact opposite. So I was saying they're they're complementary. Um, and so in the line of work where I work, I get a chance a lot of times to be very creative, which I would associate with a more feminine energy and but I do have to do some like logical I know that's so sexist to say a man is logical and a woman is creative but I'm thinking that there's a nice balance there um between the two so that's kind of the way I interpreted it when I did my own reading the other day of it it's very complimentary and kind of you're capable of doing both they're both present in this card and and something I just saw as I as you were talking is if you follow the angel if we're going to call that figure that the arms it makes like a v and then the mountain kind of makes like an upside down v so then i have my complementary male female symbols yep yeah i love that that's a great reading and that's the best thing about the cards is each card means something different to everybody and this is what i'm trying to tell people um so depending on the situation you can look at it one way or another and i i like i love the way you looked at it that's that's great, definitely. Because... But I think what's Im- important to note is nowhere in either one of our interpretations was it you're going to meet your soulmate or yeah. <laughs> you're going to find your other half. I mean, it could, I guess, maybe. Um, but I think if I was going to say that, if I was doing a, a relationship reading for somebody, I would point out that both trees, again, if we're going to call them that, look mature. It's not one is like this little tiny seedling so i think i agree with what you said earlier about like knowing yourself and that's how you're going to attract a partner yeah and to add to that if you do attract a partner and you aren't growing yourself why did that why did that partner was why were they attractive to you you know was it because they were just because they were attractive and they look good you know i mean there's other things did you connect on other levels yeah that's great that's definitely great advice all right so are we ready to move on to the next card yes Okay, so uh, we're going to look at the devil card, which is 15. We already talked a little bit about it, but let's talk about what we see, what is displayed on the card. You do have this, I'm, do we want to call it a demonic figure in the center? I feel he, like that's a little on the nose. He definitely looks <laughs> He definitely looks disgruntled. He doesn't look happy. He's got like a frown going on, you know, Um but and he's winged. He has two wings, just like the angel on the lover's card. Yep, but more like of a bat wing. 
Right. Um, and this and this figure also has feet, where the angel did not have feet. Yes. So this figure. So I think that kind of represents that. This figure is more of the earth. It's more grounded. It it's yes. more represent represents earthly things in general. That's why it kind of looks like a goat. So he's standing on what looks kind of like a brick that has um like a it looks like a metal ring to it in the center, and the metal ring is attached to the two chains. Each of the chains goes around um one of the figures next, either the male figure or the female figure. But what I think we should also know is the male and female figures also appear to have horns. Yes. So I think it's trying to represent that from what I've found that the horns go back to the symbol of the goat, which goes back to the symbol of the earth. So it's trying to show you that these people are represent earthly powers or earthly designs or energies. And, I mean, I don't even know if we could call them people because not only do they have horns, but they also have tails. Yes, humanoids. <laughs> so the female figure has, like you said earlier, um, a tail that has fruit on it, and then the male figure has flames on it. Yeah, so I, I believe, again, it's just it's the way to represent the different energies in the different polarities. That's another way to think about it inside yourself, whether psychologically or physically. Do you think there's there's it's worth mentioning that the figures in both cards are naked? Yeah, I think it's supposed to I believe it, the na- the reason they're naked is to just kind of accentuate the fact that they're just this naked raw energy. You don't think it has to do with them being like open and free, putting it all out there. Yeah, that that definitely that could be that's a great uh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I like it. All right, so now let's talk about this figure in the center of the devil card. Okay. So What are your thoughts? He's definitely a goat. He definitely looks really pissed off. He's got the horns. And he I think he's kind of representing that he's in control of the situation. Mhm. So, depending on if you want to look at it positively or negatively, if I, if we want to flip around and look at it in a positive light, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before where this guy's got his people under control, but it's not a direct control where he's using any kind of force. These people have these chains on them, but they're willingly. They're standing there. They're a little more relaxed. They have their knowledge and their I could uh, almost feel like harnessed. this would be like being okay with the idea of being enslaved. Yeah, that's you know that I love that too because if you look at it from that way in a negative light, it's it is that same thing because if you say you have an addiction and you're a slave to that, but it's of your own choosing. So those chains you set them upon yourself. And like one of those it's you know better the devil that you know. Yeah. All right, now, do you think that there's any merit to it being a goat? Yeah, so Cuz in our Christianity background, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. A goat is not associated with, you know, the followers of God, something that you want to be. Yes. If you go back far enough, goats goats are representations of the god Pan, who was a half-man, half-goat god, who was kind of like the god of decadence and of earthly, earthly things like food, um, you know, material wealth drinking partying indulgences indulgences exactly and that kind of goes against what you look at as um 
standard, uh, you know, I'm a good Christian. I go to church. I, you know, I read the Bible. I don't do, I don't sin. It's kind of, it's kind of supposed to represent the sinner, somebody of the world. Okay. Uh, I guess I also want to add in a disclaimer here. We're not like shitting on Christianity. No. It's just, there's a lot of symbolism that does tie back to that particular religion. Yes. And I, I believe that a lot of it was used to demonize this because if you have enemies that have a different religion or if somebody has a religion, like I was saying before, that is more empowering to the individual, which all this older stuff was, and say you're trying to control a mass of people and you want to get them, you know, you want to get them to go to war for you or getting them to pay money or whatever it is, it's a lot easier for you to create this religion where they have to um, look above and outside for guidance as opposed to inside. And if you really look at what Jesus said or was supposed to say or whatever, (laughs) um, there's a lot of that in there. They just don't really talk about it. And at the end of the day, any religious reading writing was a, is a translation of a translation of a translation of a translation. We weren't there. Even if you were there and you were to write it down, it's the game of telephone. So yeah, yeah, exactly. This is more, this more has to do with the individual person. Like you said, we're not really trying to shit on a religion or religious belief. But if you would like to discuss that kind of stuff, you definitely can email me at brandon.comedylol.com <laughs> because I'm very well versed in a lot of this stuff. I have read the Bible. So um, maybe you should too because it's very interesting. I When I was looking at this card and you said that you wanted to talk about the symbolism of a goat, it brought me back to Bible camp and there was a song we sang and it was like a call and repeat song and it was saying, I don't want to be a goat, nope. And the animal that we did want to be was a sheep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know like, if that needs any explanation, but uh, that's a little scary. Um, Just a bunch of kids singing that together. Yeah, that's crazy. Another thing that I learned recently is the entomology of the word God actually comes from goat or got, G-O-T-T. That's where Pan came from, um, that goat and that God originally. So there's a lot of symbolism, and there's also a lot of what we can look at. Is this supposed to be the Baphomet? Is this supposed to be Satan? Is this supposed to be Lucifer? Because Lucifer and Satan, for some reason get very uh people confuse them in the bible or they say it's the same person but if you look back in esoteric knowledge lucifer just means light bearer and actually represents i think the morning star which is what venus Mm -hmm. so which goes back to again goddesses so lucifer goes back to representing a goddess and it's you know and i think what happens is a lot of this knowledge of self, you know, of knowing yourself and in this, these tools that will help you, the powers that be didn't want people back then to have them. So they really demonized them, demonized these, uh, tools. And it just kind of carried over just, you know, you don't even have to really look at it conspiratorially. You could just carry it down the way where, you know, the devil is going to come get you. You got to leave this stuff alone. All right. Now, if I'm looking at this figure, he also has wings. A goat does not normally have wings. Not normally. Look, I'm a teacher. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about the wings being on this figure? 
What do you think the relevance of that is? Um, I think that the wings just represent that it could be a creature of the earth or of the heavens. It's just like a more, more power that this creature has. It just represents the um, maybe the powers that it needs to get what it has to do. See, sense? I would say, if I'm looking at it, I'm thinking if we're saying that this is a figure that potentially has to do with earthly things, indulgences, but he has these wings so he can leave whenever he wants, right? He could go wherever he wants to. He's not stuck there. So I feel like that's e- easy to translate into like, even though you might be stuck in a situation where you don't feel like there's a way out, right? You can always get out of it yes that was a way kind of what i had in my head but you enunciated it way better thank you ashley <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great i love it and then if you look at this pentagram on his head the five pointed star when it's seated the other way when you just turn it a little bit to the left say and the two points are facing down that actually represents the human and humanity with like both feet on the ground but when you turn it this way it just represents using um, powers for your own gain instead of trying to help everybody else pretty much. That's what it, that's kind of the tenet of Satanism. People talk about Satanists don't actually believe in a figure like this that they worship. I'm not a Satanist. I'm just telling you what I've heard and what I've read. But they, okay. they just, um, <laughs> yeah, they just, uh, they use whatever powers or, or, or information or whatever they have just to get ahead of, their fellow man and they, you know, to, to make out on their own and not help people. So, you know, to some be people... fair though, I'm not a Satanist either, but you know what they say on an airplane, right? You have to put your own mask on before yeah. you put and help putting other people's masks on. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, but I don't think that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. You got to put your own mask on before you can put someone else's mask on and then take all their money. No. Uh, anyway, so we don't judge whatever religion you want to belong to. That's fine. Yeah, you do you. You do um, you, boo. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I had for my outlines for today. All right. So um, did you learn anything? Oh, today? well, oh, you know what? Let's let's jump back. Yeah, let's jump ahead. back. I'm sorry. If this card came up in your reading, how would you interpret it? Well, funny you say that because this card did come up in a daily reading that I did recently. And I looked at it as getting closer to what I want to attain because like you said, this guy can do what he wants because he has the wings. He has the power. He has these creatures under his control. So if I look at this in the inward manner, you know, I would have both sides, both aspects of my brain under control, the left and the right side of my brain, the creativity and the knowledge, the feminine and the masculine. He has them under control and they are bending to his will. So I looked at that as this that's what I need to do, especially when it comes to stuff like this podcast and what where I want to go in my life. It'd be much better if I use the knowledge that I'm getting to do this. So that's how I used it. How about you? Um I haven't had this come up, but I'm going to take it in a, in a uh, other self-reflection standpoint of for me I would say that this would make me look at things that I maybe spend too much time focusing on. 
um, oh, like yeah. earthly things. And that can very easily become things that somebody is obsessed with. I don't want to say I'm enslaved to those things, but I think you could easily become enslaved to those and just kind of gave me that inward reflection of like, is this the best thing to be spending my time on? The answer was no. Love it. So now yeah, but no judgment, heroin. you know, if, you know, if you want to go and do all of those different things, but I think that there's more out there than just sitting and watching TV all the time. Yes, exactly. Kill your television folks. That's what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> no, I think, I think if you go back to the balance aspect of the card of both of these cards, cause you have both of these powers and energies on each side, just in different stages of either development or growth, I think balance is the key. And like you said before, knowing yourself, both of these cards you can look at and they could tell you that you need to know yourself if you want to be a lover or if you want to be the devil or if you want to be in control <clears throat> of your personal finances, your success, anything you want in life. You have to get these forces under control. You have to know yourself and you have to not get caught up in the bullshit. And you're right. Don't spend your time watching TV or whatever it is all day. You know, It's fine to watch a little bit or whatever, but get out there. Do these things. Yeah. And I think there's so many um, things that people are absorbed with now that just give them constant stimulation. Um, and that makes that takes away from that inward reflection of knowing who you are because you're constantly stimulated with all these things going on around you. And don't get me wrong, like I am one of those people as well. I definitely can can become like a little bit of a zombie, but I think it's sometimes nice to be a little grounded and come back and be like, let's take a break from that. Great. Well, I think we should end it right there because it's a nice little lesson for people. Let it sink in a little bit for them. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our inaugural first episode of our podcast, The Terrible Podcast, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L. And if you want to find us or if you have any questions or whatever, go to our Instagram, which is terrible2. And you can also email me at brandon at comedylol.com. Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.